0: "'Apparently,' I said coldly. "'The uh, Marquis of Marchmont's second boy, "'his brother, the Earl of Brideshead, went down last term. "'Now he was a very different, a very quiet gentleman, "'quite like an old man. "'What you suppose Lord Sebastian wanted? "'An airbrush for his teddy bear. "'He had to have very stiff bristles, "'not, Lord Sebastian said, to brush him with, "'but to threaten him with spanking when he was sulky. "'Nor, when at last we met, were the circumstances propitious.' It was shortly before midnight in early March. I had been entertaining the college intellectuals to mulled claret. The fire was roaring, the air of my room heavy with smoke and spice, and my mind weary with metaphysics. I drew open my windows, and there appeared at my window the face I knew to be Sebastian's. He looked at me for a moment with unfocused eyes, and then, leaning well into the room, he was sick There was a kind of insane and endearing orderliness about Sebastian's choice in his extremity of an open window. But when all is said, it remained an unpropitious meeting. A couple of jugs of mulled claret between the five of you, Lunt said, and this has to happen. Couldn't even get to the window. There's five shillings on the sideboard, I offered. So I saw and thank you, but I'd rather not have the money and not have the mess. Any morning. I took my gown and left him to his task. I still frequented the lecture room in those days, and it was after eleven when I returned to college. I found my room full of flowers. Lunt, what is all this? The gentleman from last night, sir, he left a note for you. The note was written in Conte Crayon on a whole sheet of my choice drawing paper. I am very contrite. Aloysius won't speak to me until he sees I am forgiven, so please come to luncheon today. Sebastian Flight. It was typical of him, I reflected, to assume I knew where he lived, but then I did know. A most amusing gentleman, I'm sure it's quite a pleasure to clean up after him. I take it you're lunching out, sir? Yes, Lunt. Lunching out. That luncheon party, for party it proved to be, was the beginning of a new epoch in my life. Sebastian lived at Christchurch, high in meadow buildings. He was alone when I came. "'peeling a plover's egg taken from the large nest of moss "'in the centre of his table. "'He was entrancing, with that epicene beauty "'which in extreme youth sings aloud for love "'and withers at the first cold wind. "'The party assembled. "'There were three Etonian freshmen, "'each of whom, as he came into the room, "'made first for the plover's eggs. "'The first this year,' they said. "'Where do you get them?' "'Mummy sends them from Brideshead. "'They always lay early for her.' "'When the eggs were gone and we were eating the lobster Newberg, "'the last guest arrived. "'My dear,' he said, "'I couldn't get away before. "'I was lunching with my p- preposterous tutor. "'He thought it very odd my leaving when I did. "'I told him I had to change for f- for footer. "'He was tall, slim, rather swarthy, with large saucy eyes. "'The rest of us wore rough tweeds and brogues. "'He had on suede shoes, a large bow tie, "'and he drew off yellow, wash leather gloves as he came into the room.' part Gallic, part Yankee, part, perhaps, Jew, wholly exotic. This, I did not need telling, was Antony Blanche, the Aesthete par excellence, a byword of iniquity from Charwell Edge to Somerville, and now meeting him, under the spell of Sebastian, I found myself enjoying him voraciously. That day was the beginning of my friendship with Sebastian, and thus it came about that morning in June that I was lying beside him in the shade of the high elms, "'watching the smoke from his lips drift up into the branches. "'Presently we drove on, "'and in the early afternoon came to our destination. "'We were at the head of a valley, "'and below us, half a mile distant, "'gray and gold amid a screen of boscage, "'shone the dome and columns of an old house. "'Well,' said Sebastian, stopping the car, "'what a place to live in,' I said. "'You must see the garden front and the fountain.' "'He leaned forward,' "'and put the car into gear. "'It's where my family live.' "'And even then, wrapped in the vision, "'I felt momentarily an ominous chill at the words he used. "'Not, this is my house, but it's where my family live. "'Don't worry,' he continued. "'They're all away. You won't have to meet them. "'But I should like to. "'Well, you can't. They're in London.' "'We drove round the front into a side court. "'Everything shut up. We'd better go in this way.' and entered through the passages of the servants' quarters. I want you to meet Nanny Hawkins. That's what we've come for. And climbed uncarpeted.